Get ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Coach, what's going on? Hey, buddy, I'm in Branson, Missouri, and enjoying life. Hey, you got to love that, Coach. Got to love it a lot. Hey, it's a whole lot going on in sports. Hey, the University of Miami won over the weekend, so I'm one happy camper. And, hey, it's a whole <laughs> lot of NFL and a lot of college football going on. What's happening in your life, Coach? Well, Coach, I would have never thought that I would be pulling for two Mississippi State uh, products like Ole Miss and Mississippi State, but they're undefeated in the Southeastern Conference, and they're looking strong. Wow. Hey, Coach, it's unbelievable that Mississippi State has jumped people to be the number one team in the nation. Who would have ever thought that Mississippi State University would be the number one college football team in America? Uh, I wouldn't have, Coach. In fact, when they beat my Tigers a few weeks back, I thought, well, you know, they might be pretty good, but the Tigers aren't real good. But then they put a whooping on Texas A&M, and then last week they put a te- they put a real whooping on Auburn. So they're the real deal, I believe. You know, Coach, I think they are the real deal. Because let's talk a little bit about this NFL and the NFL football. You know, Coach, a lot of people really, and I was one of them, we wrote the Dallas Cowboys off. We told, we said that Tony Romo suffered a, a back injury last year. He would not be the same player. But I think we really forgot that DeMarco Murray was one of the best running backs in the league last year, and he got hurt. Now he's healthy, and he's still one of the best running backs in the NFL, and he's leading the Dallas Cowboys to a terror, man. It's 5-1 and rolling. Well, Coach, I'm going to tell you, uh, the uh, ESPN put up uh, – the five reasons they think Dallas is doing so well. They made some right moves in the offseason besides making uh, Romo uh, rest all summer. And everybody was kind of worried about him not playing very much in the offseason and all that. But I'm going to tell you, uh, he's been pretty strong. Uh, I mean, he hadn't had to do as much because uh, uh, DeMarco's playing so well, but it's uh, it's kind of a combination of a few things they're doing right. I would I would have to agree with you, Coach. And um, I guess one of the things that we see one of the staples in the Dallas Cowboys is is uh, is Jason Witten. I mean, this this guy is is he's been around so long. You almost expect him to make big plays every week, and he's never let them down. But I tell you, Coach, there's Bryant. Man, has he matured or what? I mean, you don't see him having these going crazy on the sideline anymore. He's just really turned into turned into be a professional wide receiver in this league. Oh, uh, big time, big time! And so I think Dallas is going to win that that conference, Coach. I don't see Washington coming back. Uh, I really don't think uh, I, I. I don't feel good about the Eagles. I know they've got the same record, but I just don't feel good about the Eagles. 
and and the Giants are up and down and up. I mean, the Eagles put a real whooping on them. Shut them out. You know, yeah. but I guess when I look at what Dallas did yesterday, um, they beat the Super Bowl champion. And I know when you are the champion, you have to be prepared every week because you're going to get the best of your opponent every week when you are the champion. So uh, I, I, I'm not surprised that, uh, that, that Dallas beat Seattle, but I guess I am surprised at the way they beat Seattle. You know, early in the season, teams were shying away from Richard Sherman, not even throwing the ball towards him. Man, Tony Romo didn't care who was over there, uh, uh, who Richard Sherman was um, guarding yesterday. He threw the ball in his direction. He slung the ball all over the field yesterday. I tell you, I, I really think that the Cowboys uh, have a good team, but can they sustain late in the season? We've seen well, the Coach, Cowboys start off to a hard start, hard start before, but they have not been able to, to sustain as the season goes on. If they make the playoffs, are they going to win one game? If they win one, they might win three. But I'm not sure if they're going to win one game in the playoffs. I'm not sure if they know how to win one game. But this is a new team, and this team looks like – it definitely doesn't look like teams of the past of, uh, of the Cowboys. Well, Coach, I think what the Cowboys have done kind of under the radar is get ready for making that kind of a run. Uh, I don't know if they'll go all the way or anything like that, but I think it's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, now, Coach, I'll tell you what is, is as amazing to me as the Cowboys is the San Diego Chargers. They're quietly getting it done week in, week out. Uh, Phillip Rivers is having a monumental season. And I'd have to say Antonio Gates is also having a monumental season, you know, and to be probably one of the oldest tight ends, if not the oldest tight end in the NFL. And, you know, for the San Diego Chargers to win 31-28 yesterday against the Raiders, I don't know if that's a big victory, not nearly as big as what we saw with the Cowboys beating the Seattle Seahawks. However, yeah. a win is a win is a win in the NFL, and I'm, and I'm sure the San Diego Chargers are as thrilled beating the Raiders as if they were to um, beat the Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl uh, defending champions. Oh, I agree, Coach. And, 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 you know, what is happening, Coach, with Atlanta? I mean, uh, Chicago beat them yesterday 27-13. to 13. And uh, it wasn't as close as that score sounds, if you know what I mean. You know, Coach, have, have we seen the best of Mike Smith? You know, some guys, they can only take a program so far, and then it's time for somebody else to take them to that next level. And, and I'm just wondering, have we seen that from the Atlanta Falcons coach? Because, I mean, he's taken his team to a, a, another level than they were before he got there. But can he take them to the promised land? I'm, I'm just not so sure. Well, Coach, you know what kind of season they had last year? Uh, they were 4-12. and 12. And now, right now, they're 2-4. and four, And everybody said, well, everybody's all right now. The defense is fixed, da-da-da-da-da. And they beat New Orleans that first week. And it almost, after that, it seemed like they kind of sagged. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then they lost one, they won their second one, and then they've lost three in a row. So I don't know. I don't know if the Atlanta Falcons are going to be uh, a team to be considered a playoff team. And, and at the same side of that, Chicago, they're three and three now, 
And are they coming or going? I don't know. And, and, that, and that's a good question, too, Coach. And, um, and, and it appears as though Jay Cutler has, um, has had some struggles. And, uh, and, and I'm not so sure that he's having one of his better seasons. And last year he definitely did not have one of his better seasons with the injuries. But I'm not so sure if Jay Cutler is, is comfortable um, in this Mike Tressman offense. Yeah. Well, I, you, I, you know, you'd love to see that, uh, you know, uh, Cleveland won big against Pittsburgh. And last week we said that Pittsburgh was on the rebound and maybe they were going to be all right. But Cleveland put a whooping, a pretty good whooping on them, a three touchdown whooping on 31 to 10. So I don't know, coach. I don't know. Uh, uh, Cleveland might be for real. Well, I tell you, Coach, um, this kid, Hoyer, has looked good for a long time. I mean, um, you know, since preseason, he, he, it was a big battle with him and Johnny Football, who's gonna, who's gonna be the starting quarterback. But now we see who is the starting quarterback. People have forgotten about Johnny Football. Who is Johnny Football? This kid, Hoyer, has proven that, um, that, um, that he's a solid receiver. Without his best receiver, playing for that team right well uh again coach i I agree with you totally uh you know one of the things i found kind of interesting this weekend is that uh uh you know uh cincinnati and carolina played to a tie and after the game they asked the rookie out of florida state that's playing for carolina what he thought about it and he says i didn't know you could have a tie in a football game (laughs) <laughs> it was kind you of know, funny. Coach, uh, I'm sure it's a lot of people didn't know that you could actually have a tie in a football game. But if once the game goes into two overtimes, they do have a tie in professional yeah. football. Um, and I'm sure both of these teams would, would take that tie right about now. Yeah. Well, I think what happens is that uh, you, uh, you know, you know, we you know we we don't always know what's going to happen from week to week, but I think that there's some clubs that are coming on and some that are fading. Well, you know, we we say some of these teams are fading, and uh, it, it, you just really don't know, coach, because when we look at what um, what the New England Patriots brought to the table uh, a couple in, at the beginning of the season, a lot of people were saying, "Hey, man, this Tom Brady, he's just not he's just not a." a, a He's just not the same guy that he was three years ago or four years ago or five years ago. But as we see that um, Tom Brady, not only is he the same guy, he's still that steady same Tom Brady with his winning ways. Yeah. And Coach, him and and the coach. And he beat Buffalo yesterday, 37-22. Pretty much handedly beat the Buffalo Bills. So I have to to say, hey, man, when when we write people off like Tom Brady, that is not a good thing to do. Because Coach, remember when everybody, uh, when everybody was writing off Peyton after that season of uh, he had to sit out. Yeah, I was one of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you think the guy's neck injured. Uh, I think that uh, Tom Brady and uh, you know is one of those guys that'll do what he has to do. You know, uh, yeah, for sure. 
That's you know, definitely he, for sure. He's one of those guys. Uh, I think Daryl. The Packers came to Miami, and 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 a game that the Miami Dolphins should have definitely won, they didn't. And um, matter of fact, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers did one of those old Dan Marino moves down on the goal yeah. line late in the game with seconds left to go. He did that fake like he's going to pump throw it in the ground. All of a sudden, he's throwing a pass for five yards. Coach, you got them down to about the three, and they won. And they won, Coach. And they won. Well, I, you know, yep. that's an old pro trick. Those young uh, Dolphins weren't used to it, even though Marino's the one that did it the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, got, they got bit by their own trick. But I guess, I guess, Coach, when you got the ball on the five-yard line and you're a defensive back, you cannot keep that talent into the end zone. You gotta yeah. stop eventually close to the goal line. If they're gonna if they're gonna throw a pass to beat me, they're gonna throw it over my head. They're not gonna throw a ball in front of me to score a touchdown. Well, uh, you know, Daryl, I'm I'm thinking that what's gonna happen is that, you know, as the season progresses, some of these young teams that we're seeing uh, mature and come along, and a couple of the old ones, uh, they're going to eventually uh, kind of settle in. Uh, it's just like Baltimore. Baltimore put a whooping on Tampa Bay to the point now they're talking about getting rid of Lovey Smith, you know. And so, uh, uh, you know, very quietly, Baltimore won uh, real big this week, and I think they're like four and two now. And, uh, you know, who's going to give them a run for the money? It doesn't look like it's going to be uh, Philadelphia, I'm, you know, uh, I mean, uh, Pittsburgh. And so who is going to push the envelope against Baltimore? I don't see it happening. That, that's a good question, Coach. And, um, and, and, and Harbaugh is an experienced coach, and Flacco is an experienced quarterback, and they have a lot of veterans on that team. So I, I really expect Baltimore to be in the playoffs and, and do a little shaking and rattling while they're in the playoffs. Now, now this situation with Lovey Smith, I can I can never imagine them getting rid of him this quick. Um, yeah, Lovie I hope Smith, not. He, he deserves a pass if anybody deserves a pass. Coach, the thing about it is I've never been real pleased with the ownership at uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, they got rid of Tony Dungy when they shouldn't have, uh, you know, they, they kind of basically forced John Gruden out. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking they don't deserve as good a coach as they get. I'm, a, I'm about with you on that coach. Um, I think Lovey Smith is a, is a good coach. Uh, I, I think he deserves an opportunity to be there for at least three years. And, and it's going to be very surprising if, um, if they, if, if he, if they fire him before, before his three years are up. Well, Coach, I, I, and I'm hoping that he gets that opportunity because if they'll give him three years, I think he'll turn that program into one of those tough programs that you see uh, that Chicago uh, exemplified when he was there. Yeah, and Coach, you know, um, the Denver Broncos beat the New York Jets 31-17. Yeah. And I'm not so sure if... Rex Ryan is wanting wanting to be fired by the New York Jets, or he's just 
explain these players that the general manager has put in his hands. Because I, I really look at Geno Smith, and I'm not so sure that if Rex had a choice, he would start Geno Smith. I think if he had his choice, he would start Michael Vick. But management and and the Jets, they, they, they drafted Geno Smith in the first round. They want him to be in the early rounds, and they want him to be their starting quarterback. So I think Rex Ryan is almost at the point now where, hey, I'm going to play this kid, and I'm going to probably lose with him. I'm going to probably get fired by the New York Jets. But, hey, I'll go on somewhere else, maybe the Oakland Raiders, maybe um, um, Jacksonville Jaguars, some other team, and I'll still be a head coach in this league. Well, Coach, I think you're right. Uh, I'm not sure that, just like Geno, I'm not sure Rex is a head coach material. I don't know that Geno Smith is a starting NFL quarterback material, but the only time will tell. You know, I you know I think that uh, they would be just ecstatic if they thought there would be some way they could uh, come back and get the 500 football. Well, Darrell, we got about a minute to break. When we come back, I know one of the things I want to do is finish up this NFL talk, but I'm all excited about talking about uh, NCAA college football because the parody is for real. Hey, Coach, and Jameis Winston has a new investigation going on. Wow. Hey, guys, we'll be right back with more Sports Info UM after these messages on the Voice of America Radio. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports 
You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Head coach yesterday, the Indianapolis coach seemed like they're on a tear. They beat the Houston, Houston, um, Texans, 33-28, and I tell you, man, Andrew Luck looks like a real seasoned veteran. I mean, he doesn't look like that three-year vet. He looks like a seasoned veteran. And when you think about Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin, these guys went one and two in the draft. Andrew Luck has really earned his money, and that kid, Robert Griffin, we still wait for him to turn the corner, and it might be a little bit too late. But let's talk about Andrew Luck and what he's done with this with this team that he's dealing with. He's even made Trent Richardson a better running back than he was um, last year. Well, Coach, I think, you know, uh, and they played an awful good defensive squad in Houston, and J.J. Uh, Watt slowly but surely the cement and the MVP uh, defensive player of the year. You know, he's got his third touchdown already this season. Uh, and so I'm saying that uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this luck kid. Uh, so we may have seen the two best young players in the league when they played last Thursday. You know? I, I think you're right, Coach. And um, and when you look at this kid, T.Y. Hilton, he was one yard from breaking Raymond, Raymond Berry's reception record, Coach. Um, that That is a huge accomplishment. And if that doesn't do anything for his confidence, man, nothing will. I really think that was a big confidence boost, and that's going to take this kid to another level of his game. Well, I agree with you, Coach, and I think that what's going to happen, too, is that we're going to see some absolutely um, dynamic ball played by uh, the Colts the rest of the season. But, Coach, what do you think about you know, it looks like Jacksonville, you you and I off there, you were thinking Jacksonville, that was their big chance to win a game this year, and they came close, but no cigar. You know, and, and you got to wonder, Coach, um, are the Jaguars going to have a chance to win, win any games this year? Uh, my, my theory is I just can't see an NFL team going winless. Um, just like I just really can't. It's hard for me to imagine a team – going undefeated in today's NFL. And I guess this, I look at it with, uh, with, with, with the Jaguars as, wow, if they didn't win this one, um, the chances of, of them winning another game is going to be pretty difficult. I agree totally. And, but even though the Bortles kid's getting better every week, you can see it. I, I agree. Um, Bortles is getting better. But does he have enough weapons around him? I mean, you know, it's not like he's Tom Brady, and Tom Brady can take Julian Edelman and make him look like a, a pro bowler. I just can't see uh, Burles doing that with with the receivers that he has on his team. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, and, and they're going to play a pretty tough Cleveland team this week coming. Uh, Jacksonville is. Uh, they've got to play. Uh, Cleveland, and I'm afraid that they don't have the answer for Cleveland for sure. 
you know, and I, I guess I, I am a little concerned about uh, about them playing Cleveland too. Uh, I try not to say that I'm a Jaguar fan, but because they are the closest team to me, uh, I have to pull for. I pull for them. I go and see them play, and I want to see them win. And um, I look when I look at their schedule, coach. Uh, if if they don't win this Cleveland game this week, it's really going to be very very difficult for them to. Um, to, to pull out another victory. I agree with you, Coach. Uh, and will Oakland win a game this year, Coach? Uh, they almost snuck up on San Diego, but I don't know if they're going to win a game this year either. They're zero and five. Well, uh, I, I think the, I think the Raiders have a much better chance of winning um, over the Jaguars. And the reason I say that is because I think the Raiders. They got a new coach in um, um, Soprano, but I think they are going to rally around him before it's all over, all said and done, and win a game. I wish I could say that about Jacksonville. I'm just not so sure, Coach. Well, Coach, I'm you know I'm wondering about Detroit. They beat Minnesota 17-3, but I, I don't know uh, if Detroit is going to be able. You and I talked earlier about the Green Bay sneak win they got. I don't know if Detroit can hang in and, and keep uh, Green Bay from winning that conference. I don't, I don't either, and, uh, and, and we have to we have to remember that um, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man, coach, and um, you know, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's won the Super Bowl, and I, you just never can count him out. Um, I think he's a he's a tremendous player. And he is a winner. Uh, well, Coach, let me ask you this. Uh, looking at it, uh, who do you see? You know, you see uh, Seattle uh, definitely winning their conference. I, 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 I'm not so sure, Coach. Um, I, I, I can see Seattle Diego's winning it and putting it, putting it out. But I, I'm, I'm almost, when I look at Seattle, I'm almost about to say that they're suffering from um, a little bit of Super Bowl withdrawals. I mean, I, I think, you know, once you reach the pinnacle, you don't really want to work as hard that next year. Some, some teams work even harder because they know they got to work even harder because everyone is coming after them. I don't see that with, with the Seahawks. And um, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about them pulling off a back-to-back or even going deep in this year's playoffs. I don't see it happen. Uh, I agree with you totally, Coach. And, you know, I'm look, looking uh, <coughs> at a lot of things that um, we talk about <coughs> that's interesting about the NFL. We've got about two or three more weeks, and we'll be halfway through the season. And, and you're right, Coach. And, uh, and some of these teams are probably going to be winless going into the halfway point. And I look at it, if, if your team is winless going into the halfway point and this is your coach's first year in the NFL, I think you need to get rid of them. I really do. And I look at it, and, I, and, I, and I, I have to say the Raiders would be different because they've already gotten rid of their coach and before the halfway point. But – if the Jaguars have no wins going into the halfway point of the season, I, I have I don't see why they would be wanting to keep their coach around. I just don't see it. 
Well, Coach, I, you know, I think we're going to see some interesting things down the road uh, in the NFL. Now, you and I were talking off the air about this Winston kid. Are you ready to talk about him? Man, Coach, is there is there ever a week where there's not more information about Jameis Winston or something dumb that he's done or, or some kind of investigation that he's under? And now um, Florida State University is investigating the rape case from last year. What do you feel about that, Coach? How do you feel about that? Well, you know, Coach, it makes me wonder when a, the, the, the college hires a former Florida Supreme Court justice to hear the case and evidence to determine whether he committed as many as four violations of the student code, regardless of whether or not the sexual assault is one of those things. You know, I think it's one of the four things they're talking about. It's saying that the the uh, person accusing him of assault has, you know, is one of those people that the former justice wants to hear from. And so it'd be interesting to see where they police themselves, because I know the NCAA is going to investigate him also. So I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, this this actually smells a little fishy. because And, and the reason I say that, Coach, is that when Dennis Winston was accused of rape last year, Florida State was in the hunt for a national championship. And we all know, without Jameis Winston, there's no way that Florida State could have won their third national championship. And when you look at it, now it makes me think and say, wow, you follow the money. Because Florida State made millions and millions of dollars because Jameis Winston played on that team, helped them win a national championship, and without him, they wouldn't have made the millions, and they wouldn't have won a national championship. So why wouldn't they investigate this last year? If they would have had a rape investigation on Jameis Winston last year during the late late part of the season, he probably would not have played in a national championship game, and they probably wouldn't have won the national championship and as far as that's concerned, he probably wouldn't have played late in the season if they had been investigating. If the, if the school had been investigating him for a rate, it's kind of shady and it's a little tricky as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, this last week, the new charge against him is that uh, the autograph signing for money and supposedly Fisher approaches Winston and asks him if he signs autograph of money and Winston told Fisher according to sources that he did not then Fisher told reporters he wasn't concerned about autographs business which recently was linked to the suspicion the suspension of the Georgia running back Todd Girdley uh, also you know was the same kind of a thing that with uh, Winston so I don't know I you know I don't know uh, coach if, if Florida State's going to be able to keep it going I don't know if the Winston kid is going to be the guy. Coach, Florida State right now is in the hunt for a national championship. Sure. In my heart of hearts, I really think that Florida State is going to do everything they can 
to keep this kid eligible to play in the in in play as, as long as he can. And I'm almost sure he's going to play the entire season. Now, next year they may come out and say, oh, we found this and we found that. But it'll be after they've won the national championship if they go to the playoffs and win and have a chance to win a national championship. Well, I I, I agree with you, Coach. And it's just, uh, you know, I feel sorry for this gurney kid, uh, girly kid from uh, from Georgia, because he's already been set out again. And, you know, and Coach, not only the girly kid, but the University of Florida basically kicked their quarterback off the team after he, was, after he has been accused of, of a sexual assault. Before, the, before any investigation, they kicked that kid, that kid off the team and basically said, hey, uh, you can't play for us anymore. Get your stuff. Get off the campus. I think that's ridiculous. I, I really and, and and coach, think about it. If this kid was, if this kid had won the Heisman Trophy, won the national championship last year, his team was undefeated this year, and getting ready to play for another national championship, would they have kicked that kid off the team? Well, I, I know this, coach. Uh, now, uh, Munchamp has come out and said that he. He's going to probably start uh, two quarterbacks, but one of them is going to be Jeff Dristel. He says he is going to play him some uh, this coming week against Missouri. So uh, I don't know, Coach. I know that um, Florida's three and two, and I think the guy's worried about his job. Uh, and so, you know, we'll see, but I don't know that uh, uh, he isn't being pressured to play the kid because. They can't afford to lose another game and him have any chance of keeping his job. He's three yeah. and two, two well, and two know, in the Coach, South. When we look South. at this University of Florida and their quarterback, if we went back to Cam Newton, they got rid of him. The kid that's played that played last year, who's now at Boston College, they got rid of right. him. Right. You look at um, uh, um, the kid that plays now for NC State. Um, um, I think his name is Jacoby. Can't think his last name. They got rid of him. Right now, come on, come on. We're talking about four black quarterbacks that the University of Florida has gone through, and none of them finished their career where they started their career at the University of Florida. I think we have to take a peek at that. What's well, going on Coach, over I there? That, uh, I think that there's definitely. Uh, evidence in the fact that Florida uh, seems to not have, uh, you know, I don't, I think Mum Champ is doing his best. I just don't know, just like when we were talking about NFL quarterbacks earlier, I don't know if he has it in him, if he doesn't have the spark uh, to be a Southeastern Conference big-time quarter, uh, you know, coach. Uh, because these quarterbacks, uh, you know, in uh, NCAA, Alone, you have to have a great one, but in the Southeastern Conference, you better have one of the best in the country if you got any chance at all of being competitive. And that's for sure, Coach. And, you know, when we look at the situation with Gurley at, at Georgia, 
is a kid that did basically the same thing John Menzel did last year. The same exact thing. Yeah. When the University of Georgia found out about this, they kicked that kid off the team. Told him, say, hey, you can't play for us anymore. Now, last year, Johnny Manziel, they found out about his situation in the autograph. Well, they, he was suspended, what, a half? One half. A half. And was allowed to play in the second half of the game. This kid then told him, hey, uh, you can't come back. Uh, you might as well pack your bags and leave. Uh, we don't need your services anymore. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's sad. And, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm going to say this, too. If this kid didn't need the money, I don't think he would have sold those autographs. I don't think he would have accepted the money. If, if, the University, if the University of Georgia was paying him half of what he's worth to that program, he wouldn't have had to go out and sell his, his autograph because they would have been paying him at least three or $4,000 a month. Well, Coach, you know, I uh, I got kind of upset this weekend when one of the talking heads in the uh, one of the uh, uh, NFL uh, pregame programs came out and made a disparaging mark about Johnny Football, who I've not been the greatest fan of. But Johnny Football came out and said it was wrong for this guy, <clears throat> whether it was true or not, to be able to market himself after he had worked so hard to be marketable. What if he signed some autographs? The university, how much is Georgia going to make if they win another six or seven games with the kid? And, and that's what, and, and this talking head said that Johnny football need to keep his mouth shut. You must be a professional football player. Well, he has a right to say something because it happened to him. Of course he has a right to say something because it happened to him. And, and, and I, I really think someone should be a, a mouthpiece for this kid, Gurley. I mean, here, here's a kid. Well, well, when you look at it, he might be doing himself a favor not playing for University of Georgia no more this season. I mean, because when you look at it, it it's a chance of him getting hurt. Now he needs to focus on on training. I'm sure he's getting ready to go to one of these professional training facilities and work on his 40 time or work on his bench press, work on his vertical jump, work on his shuttle run. He's getting ready to get himself prepared to play for the NFL and make money. And there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be an awesome NFL running back and he's going to get his work in the NFL. And, and he's probably doing himself a favor by not playing um, any more this season for, for Georgia. Coach, we've got to go to break, but I'll tell you, I hope that the kid doesn't get messed up because of this uh, NCAA probe. Coach, Johnny Football was drafted in the first round, and it probably was not a not deserving of a first round. The one thing that has hurt Gurley is that this has really destroyed his opportunity to be a Heisman Trophy candidate and possibly winning the Heisman Trophy. Guys, we'll be back. Right back with more Sports Info UM after these messages on the Voice America Radio. Your internet flagship station for sports. 
Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Coach, we've talked about the the bad things that are going on in college football, Gurley being suspended for the rest of the season. The University of Florida has suspended their quarterback. I mean, um, Jameis Winston, he's going through his situation with the NCAA. He's being investigated. But, hey, I think people in Mississippi, the state of Mississippi, are ecstatic right now. Ole Miss is the number three team in the nation, and Mississippi State, is the number one team in the nation. I played at Mississippi State in 1984, coach, and trust me, those cowbells will run you crazy. And I wasn't playing much. I was on the sideline a lot. But, wow, it was very intimidating to play there. And it, it just the thought of those bells just ringing and ringing and ringing. I can only imagine that it's still a tough place to play. And um, I, I'm, I, I'm surprised and I'm, I'm actually kind of proud of them. Um, of Mississippi State to see how far they've come to be the number one team in the nation right now. Coach, when they beat LSU, you know, that's my heart. LSU's my heart. Uh, Mississippi State used to be one of those games at, when you were a player and a kid, you just marked over in the win column, you know? Right. Well, I think, you know, you know, and I, you know, LSU is 5-2 and two now. They beat Florida this past week, but – Mississippi State has taken on the best in the Southeastern Conference and beaten them. And, Coach, Ole Miss is the same. Ole Miss has taken on what has traditionally been thought of as the best team 
we've all thought that the best team in the Southeastern Conference in the last few years came out of Alabama, either Auburn or Alabama, who's won three of them lately. And uh, they put it on, you know, they put it on them. And I'm not sure Ole Miss, Mississippi State might be the best Southeastern Conference game in the nation when it happens. You know, I guess when we look at the shakeups in the SEC right now, who's going to be playing for that SEC championship? Because whoever no plays for the SEC championship will definitely be going on to play in the Final Four of the playoffs. I would think so, unless a team with two losses beats an undefeated or a team with one loss in the SEC. A team with two losses wins the SEC championship, probably not going to get that that spot in the Final Four. Uh, I don't know if that would be fair, Coach, but it, you might be right. But now let's say that uh, Mississippi State uh, wins every game and goes into the Southeastern Conference Championship and plays Ole Miss or plays um, Alabama and they get beat, I still say they should be awarded a chance to go to the, you know, if they've got one loss. I'm saying if they got one loss. But uh, it'll be interesting, Coach. It'll be hard on that selection committee to look at the Southeastern Conference and look at those people that play in that league, and regardless if they got one or two losses, can they be kept out of the Final Four in any justification anyway. Well, Coach, I look at it a little different. you got to win the money ball. And if you don't win in the SEC championship, how in the world can we still put you in the top four? If you, leave, if you lose a game late in the season, you cannot be in, in the top four because we got some teams that lost a game early in the season who's still looking for that opportunity to play in the playoffs. If you lose a game late in the season, I think you, you, your, your season is over, and I just don't see you um, I just don't see you having an opportunity to play for a national championship. Well, uh, I, I disagree. I think, you know, if an Oregon wins out and is picked as one of the four teams and Mississippi State goes into the Southeastern Conference championship game, and loses, and has one loss. They both have one loss. I still, they should. I, I feel like because of the competition they've had to play against. You know, they've had to beat Auburn. They've had to beat Texas A&M. They've had to beat LSU. They've had to beat some awful good people, probably Ole Miss. If they beat those kind of quality people that were in the top five, then I think. One loss shouldn't keep them out, regardless if it is in the Southeastern Conference Championship game. Well, Coach, I think I think a lot of people now are looking at. Um, I think I think we have to take a second look at the SEC right about now. I don't think Alabama okay. is nearly the team they were a couple of years back. Oh, I agree. And or when we LSU. Look at Ole Miss and L- and and Mississippi State being the number one and the number three team in the nation. Some of us fans are going to be saying, ooh, SEC's down a little bit. Now, some of us are saying, hey, these teams have come up and they've come around. 
But there are some people, Coach, that are going to be saying, hey, these, the SEC is down. And when you look at LSU and Georgia and South Carolina, teams that have been at the top of the SEC, and those teams are nowhere close to the top right about now, I would have to say when we look at Florida, Georgia, LSU, South Carolina, the SEC is down. Well, I think yeah, a lot think, of people got to be saying when those teams and, and Alabama, um, I have to say that the SEC is not what it was um, two years ago or even last year. Oh, I agree. I agree with you, Daryl, totally so about when we that. Look at it, when, we say the, when we say the SEC is down, it's down. And that means that a, a, a Mississippi State and an Ole Miss victory is not what it was two years ago with Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, LSU, and Alabama were at the top of their game. So I, I look at it a little different. Well, Coach, what about the fact that LSU, to begin the season, beat a team that was ranked Wisconsin, who has done real well since then, and here LSU is probably the fourth, fifth, maybe even the sixth-ranked team in the Southeastern Conference, I still say player for player, the league is still stronger than any other league, and that's just because I'm prejudiced for them. But the, uh, the, 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 the bottom line is uh, show me somebody outside the league that plays as tough a schedule as the normal Southeastern Conference schedule, uh, you know, uh, the you know when you look at Mississippi State's schedule, it's brutal. You know they've played somebody in the top five uh, or top ten the last three weeks in a row, and they have earned the number one spot. If they keep that spot uh, all the way through, that would be exceptional. But I don't know if they can do that. Well, coach, when we when I look at at Notre Dame. Notre Dame six and zero. Yeah, they play Florida State this week. Notre Dame is number six. Florida State is number two. If if Notre Dame beats Florida State, will they drop below them? Who? Will Florida if State Notre Dame drop below beat who? Florida State? Being the number sixteen, will Florida State drop below Notre Dame? Oh yeah. Without they will drop below them, being and which which will bring Notre Dame up into the possibly at least the number five or the number four spot. Well, and I then think... Florida State would have to drop out of the top five if Notre Dame goes up to the top five inside the top five. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm looking at this thing and I'm saying, hey, you know, even 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 Notre Dame. I look at them as being one of these teams that possibly is playing as tough a schedule as some of these SEC teams. Well, maybe, maybe, Coach. I, I, uh, I'd like to see uh, week in, week out, them play a little bit uh, tougher schedule uh, all over. You know, I think the big, the big conferences uh, are really weak on the bottom. You know, they get knocked off by the uh, Akron Zippers and the 
you know, the Central Michigans and stuff, a lot of those programs. Uh, I think that those are the programs that are not in the same quality. And so when you get a, a Big Ten team knocked off by one of them, that's not the kind of guy that's going to get uh, Florida or LSU or Auburn even this year, you know, if if they're down. I hear you, Coach. You know, um, you know, Charlie Strong came into Texas, uh, getting rid of guys, um, firing guys, kicking guys off the team, and now he's two and four. Right. And one and two in the Big 12. Right. How long is Texas going to tolerate this? Are they going to give him another year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coach, I think Texas realizes, you know, they've been in every game, Coach. They, they're only two and four, but they've been in every game, and they've played well in every game. And I think they can see the mindset building on that squad between the coaches and the players that down the road, you're going to be like in the old days. You're going to go into Texas, and you better have your A game ready because it's going to take that to win. Now, I think Charlie Strong is still strong with the Texas community. I think uh, he'll win uh, three, maybe four more games. And if he does, he might get into a minor bowl. Uh, if he doesn't, that's all right. He's set the tone, and I think that tone has been well-received by the Texas community. The people I talk to in, in that region of the country, they're pretty, pretty happy with uh, Charlie Strong because he's gotten rid of uh, some of the people that were holding the program back. Wow. And, I, and I'm happy to hear that. I really am because I like Charlie Strong. I think um, I, I think he was a good pick for that job. Uh, I'm not so sure the fans of Texas are, are as confident in, in him as I am, but um, I, I like I like him being being the head coach of that team. Coach, the biggest mistake Florida's made in years is when they didn't keep that guy as the head coach. I'll just tell you that right coach, now. They did, it, was, it wasn't the University of Florida. It really, really, it, it was not the University of Florida. What happened is Urban Meyer let Charlie Strong go to Louisville. Louisville. And right. as soon as he left, what did Urban Meyer say? Oh, I'm sick. I can't coach <laughs> anymore. I'm going to resign. And everybody knows that if Urban Meyer had said, I'm sick and I'm leaving, before Charlie Strong had taken that job, he would have been the next person in line for that Florida Gators job, Coach. I agree with you. I agree totally yeah. with you, Derek. So we can blame Urban Meyer for Charlie Strong not getting an opportunity to, to have that job. Well, Coach, we only got a minute left. But uh, regardless, I'm looking forward this week to some more great NCAA football and some great NFL football. And I'll love oh, talking to you. Next I week. guess I have to say something about this kid, DeMarco Murray. Six games with 100 yards, with more than 100 yards, tying Jim Brown's record. Man, any record that you tie that Jim Brown has, you are a heck of a running back. I don't care if it's fumbles, interceptions, whatever. If you can tie one of Jim Brown's records, you're a heck of a player, man. I agree, Coach. I agree. 
Yep. So that's my final thought for this week. Well, we have a great one, Coach. Hey, Coach, it's always good. It's always good. And, hey, if the University of Miami can pull out a couple more wins, Coach, we got four. If we can pull out just two more wins, I think we'll be bowl eligible. And, wow, what a great thing that would be. We'll be going to a bowl, maybe a peace bowl, a liberty bowl, some bowl. <laughs> I know the feeling, Coach. I know the feeling. Hey, Coach, it's always good. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Sports Info UN. We'll be back with more sports information next week on the Voice America Radio. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UN. We'll see you then.